A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. The Nation Network presents Coming In Hot. Here are your hosts, Brent Wallace, Jason York, and Bobby Ryan. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Coming In Hot. I'm Brent Wallace, the happy elf. Uh, it is our Christmas week alongside Jason York and Bobby Ryan. Um, guys, you didn't get the memo? It's, no? You mean we're in gray and black and you're like dressed up like, a, like an elf? <laughs> <laughs> missed we missed it wasn't in the notes wall listen listen i i'm in the christmas spirit so no negativity from you two today <laughs> no promises <laughs> look at that i love it it's head huh? elf. this is the head elf this is the best i i have sweaters <laughs> to last the week uh so are you guys by the way are you two ready for christmas yeah, I, I mean, I'm all yeah, yeah. I guess. <laughs> so you didn't do anything, gotta... is what you're saying? <laughs> nothing, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> <sighs> I got one job. I got one job, Wally, to buy my lovely wife a present, and everything else is done for me. Tree is done, house is done, decorations are done. Uh, I basically got to walk the, I got to walk the dog. I got to walk the dog and, uh, and, and make that's, and my kids are older too. I got older kids, you know, all your kids are getting older. Bob's got younger, younger kids. I'm when you got older kids, it's, it's, it's totally different. It's, man. it's, it's easy. Yeah. Easy. You just gotta, instead of, instead of having to wake the kids up, uh, or sorry, instead of having to tell the kids to sleep in, you're like, all right, time to get out of bed. Let's go. Yep. We got to go to the, our family. <laughs> for the next visit. So it's, uh, yeah, that's totally a, different guys. That's yeah. Not the case. So when they're, when you... they're small four and six. I, I mean, mm. they're, they're up at five 30 in the morning. They're ready to go. Let's get this party going. Do, <laughs> do either one of you cut down the tree or do you even have fake tree, uh, real trees in your house? I'm a real tree guy. Sorry. I, yeah, I'm a real tree guy. Um, there is no, there is no tree in my house right now. But, um, but yeah, you, you can't do fake trees. Fake trees are awful, man. I mean, it's a, you, you need the smell. You need, you need everything. Yeah, I just, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm full on uh, real treeer. <laughs> yeah, I should take you guys on a walkabout. We, we got the fake tree uh, because the tree. <laughs> has to get perfectly decorated. The decorations are on a certain way. I was a real tree guy growing up. My dad, he used to always get, remember the Charlie Brown tree? He'd always pick the tree that, why'd you get that tree? Well, this tree looked like it needed some love and you bring it in, there's quills everywhere. But now we're, we're <laughs> sorry, man, we're, we're, we're a fake tree family. And we have the double, we're a double tree family, one, one in the basement that we're decorating as a family on the 21st. And then we're gonna do gingerbread houses. So uh, I got to participate oh. in that as well. Nice. Very nice. <laughs> and then we've got. Oh. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm taking one for the team. You right? are. You're the head <laughs> elf. By the way, we're, we're going to get this show on the road because I, 
I think this sweater is highly flammable, and so I don't want to risk it. Um, as always, this this show brought to you by Renfrew Pro Tape. Go to RenfrewPro.com. Uh, Last-minute Christmas ideas, you can order tape uh, right there online from RenfrewPro.com. Also, they're giving away stuff every day on their Instagram account at RenfrewPro uh, each and every day. I think uh, on Sunday it was uh, Magnetic Targets. All week long, fantastic stuff. So go check out Renfrew Pro on Instagram. Give them a follow. Uh, Renfrew Pro, the ones with the green core. They are our friends and true partners here at Coming In Hot. All right, guys. Um, the Sens ended the week with a loss in Minnesota. I'm going to first start with, the, so the four-game winning streak comes to an end. Yorkie, did we see this game coming? Is it just a time for a, almost a letdown? It's back-to-back on the road. It's Sunday afternoon. Um, it just seemed like it was ripe for the taking there. Uh, before Christmas as well. And by the way, Wally, on your little Christmas elf shirt, it actually looks like you're wearing a Minnesota Wild jersey. Like from it the does. neck down. I know. You, yeah. you yeah. look like you're wearing, like you're all fired up the Minnesota Wild <laughs> jersey on. Um, well, you know what? Actually, funny about that is is I used to have to wear a sweater each year on, on TSN. And the, the one show that we did it, it got pushed back or changed, and it ended up being on Minnesota night. So everybody thought I was cheering for the Minnesota Wild while we were doing this segment. But anyway, I digress. Go ahead. Um, so everybody always talks about back-to-backs, and you're tired on back-to-backs. Okay, Bobby and I both played in Anaheim. I only really go into the fact that games are tough when you have to – Anaheim, for example, every single road trip you do, you add on an hour. Because you can't fly in Orange County, yeah. so you land in LAX, then you drive oh, back nice. to the Arrowhead Pond, then you get in your car and you get in your bed at four in the morning. Then you gotta play again. That's a little tough. I always found when I was on the road, I was fresher. Because you, you eat better, you get treated better, yeah. you're staying in a great hotel. So all this horse shit of oh god, we're tired. You know, I'm tired now that I'm done playing because I don't work out. I'm not in great shape, and I feel like shit every morning. When I was in the league, <laughs> I felt like I felt like I was a million bucks. Like you're you're fired up to go. You're a young man. Enough with the bullshit of you're tired and you can't do back to backs. These guys don't even pra- these guys don't even practice hard anymore. It's rest management, sleep management, and I don't want. Okay, I will be that. I will be that guy that said back in the day. Back in the day when the game was done, you didn't have a four-course meal waiting at the rink for you, right? Now you, like, there's no fucking, there's no excuses, man. There's no it, for me. I I'm sorry. When I was on the road, I loved it. Uh, I was energized. I couldn't wait to go out after games, and and uh, so throw that horseshit out the garbage of the back-to-backs. Unless you're in Anaheim and you're and you're grinding it out and you're playing the hard schedule, I just think. Law of averages. Ottawa, Ottawa is on a great roll. They're playing awesome hockey. Sooner or later, you're going to lose a game, and that's all it is. You can't win every game. Uh, guess what? In hockey, the other team wants to win just as bad as you do, so that's what happens sometimes. And Minnesota's a really good hockey team. I, Man, I was really impressed yeah. with that. And a lot of people don't get to see Kaprizov a lot. I think I just butchered his name. But man, he is—he's a world-class. He's a hey, Bobby. He's a world-class yeah. player. You watch him play, man. The pucks like it's—it's it's like a piece of stickum on his stick. He's—I I really enjoyed watching him. So to me, enough with the back-to-back garbage. Minnesota won the game. They—they they were better, and that's why they won. I'm—I I'm, became a real big fan of Greenway lately. 
uh, really like yeah. what he does. That line, that actually, that line is a very, very big, heavy line. I like them a lot, but yeah, um, yeah. Nonetheless, I, I mean, you talked about the game enough, but uh, it, it's, I don't know, it's Sunday game, man. There's just something about Sunday noon or whatever time it is, one o'clock start time. They were just always, there was, I mean, you can, you can talk about this. It, it flow. It, it, everything's off for a noon start time. Um, you know, normally you're going down for a nap when you're supposed to be getting up. It's just, it, it's just a hard game to play. They always are. Um, and, and yeah, they were due, they were due for a loss. I think they, they've, you know, what are they? Eight, three and one. I think we, I think I saw, um, in the last, yeah. in the last 12 years. So yeah, I mean, they, they were due, they were due to drop a dud and I don't, I don't even want to say it was a dud, but it just wasn't a good game. They're gonna say to drop a deuce. Uh, and they were due to drop a deuce. It <laughs> <laughs> was time. It was time. And and Yorkie again, uh, as I said off the top, no negativity. And you are fired up this morning. You've no, had more foul yeah, language today than oh any God. other show. I, we're a podcast. I thought we we're supposed to swear. I thought it was supposed to be cool. All that stuff. <laughs> we're swearing. <laughs> I'm not a swearer anyhow. No, it's the other okay. thing too. Don't forget. Don't forget. Yeah, here's the thing with, and I agree with Bobby on those uh, on those two o'clock games. The body is weird, but I would rather be on the road for those games than at home because kids are up in the morning. It's just, anyways, it's the same for both teams. So let's move on. <laughs> you played in Boston, Yorkie, though. Uh, they are notorious for afternoon games, like the. Yeah. Do certain teams just adjust better? Pittsburgh, uh, Boston, Chicago, I feel like they play a lot of afternoon games. Is there just the, the Rangers are used to it? Oh, right. Yeah. Some guys don't like it. I actually loved it because I was I had a lot of anxiety on game days. And uh, I, I would have to keep my mind busy because I, I didn't I didn't I just like to be in the moment all the time. So I like to get the game over as quick as possible and then get it over. And you get for you go out instead of going out at midnight after the game, you're going out at seven o'clock to have a great dinner. I love I, I love nice. the afternoon yeah. game. Yeah. And, and I hate yeah. I hated pregame skates. I think pregame skates are the biggest just this is just me, Bob. I think they're the biggest waste of time. The pregame listen, oh, yeah. the pregame the pregame skate was invented when I first came in the league because guys were going out and get hammered the night before games. That's why they were that's why you have them. <laughs> guys had to guys had to sweat the booze out. And guys don't drink anymore the night before. Well, some guys do, but not most guys don't drink the night before games. So. <laughs> I don't know. Did you like the skates? I thought they were a waste of time. I, you know what? I was a skater um, because Randy Carlisle made me a skater, right? Uh, you weren't allowed to take an optional. I, I'm scoring 35, but I wasn't allowed to take an optional because I was on my entry-level contract. It was brutal. <laughs> um, I, I became a skater, so I, yeah, I don't – if you're going to make me come to the rank, I'm going to skate. That's, that's kind of the way I look at it. If, if you actually, the best that I had ever played was when Guy Boucher was coach and he just obliviated everything in the morning. He said, we're not doing anything during that playoff run. We never went to the rank. We just got up. You went about your yeah. day. I slept it because I'm not a sleeper. So I slept in, um, uh, in the mornings and then didn't have to worry about a pregame nap and all that. Yeah. Um, I, I the whole game day is, it's a shit show. It's just you hurry up to wait. You hurry up to wait. Just, I'd rather play every game at noon and just get on with it. I, I agree. With yeah, you. just 
Just think about this. You're saying you're going, I think you should go down to the rink, do your meetings, do all that stuff, because some guys will sleep in until noon. Uh, the guys yeah. and kids obviously won't, but it's to get guys out of bed. But the, the argument that you're going to get warmed up, what, you're going to get a skate so you can go eat a gigantic meal then get in your sack <laughs> for getting your bed for two hours and go to sleep. Like you're just, it, yeah. you're, you're, you're warming up to go on the ice because some guys have to get their bodies ready for the skate. Then you go to anyways, it's um, yeah, it's, it's basically get the guys out of bed. And a long time ago, yeah. it was to get guys to sweat the booze out because they're, especially the road team. They're out, they're out before the night, just uh, having a few. <laughs> uh, I want to ask a couple of things about uh, players and stuff that's happened in the last little bit. Uh, Anton Forsberg doesn't play in Detroit. They start Cam Talbot for the simple fact that it's a divisional game and they need the win. And they don't start him against his former team, which he's obviously upset about the trade. Uh, do we, are we, okay? and by the way, Anton Forsberg winless on the road. So I'm not sure it matters. Do we care of who starts in what game? Uh, Bobby, I'm going to start with you. I, if I, if, they didn't ask me, so it really doesn't matter what I think. But I would have started Cam Talbot in Minnesota. Yeah, I think you you kind of have to. Um, I, I don't know, just from the feel goods story about it. There, there's some back. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I, I would have. Yeah, yeah, I would have. I think you find a way to make that. But I, I do understand that divisional games take precedence over, you know, who starts where, and and when you're looking at records and things like that. Um, you know, there's a method to the madness for. Um, for DJ and what he's what he's trying to do, but at the same time, I think you find a way. For a, it's one thing if he's a young kid; he's not. He's a veteran goalie. You find a way to get him to start. That's just that's just my two cents. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm I, I'm right now the the way Talbot's going. I'm just trying to get him in as much as possible. So I'm I, I, when I coached, albeit as a junior A level, I go to my players. I go to my. I'd always talk to my starting goalies before. I'm like, how you feeling? If he's feeling good, I'd just go with him. Go with him as much as possible. He is, yeah. I don't know about you guys, but Talbot early on in the games, he's really given Ottawa a chance to settle into games because they're still making mistakes yeah. in the first period, and he's making huge saves that they don't get with Forsberg. So I still like Forsberg as a goaltender. He's just going through some tough times right now. But, man, Talbot has really, he's really brought it to another level, and he's doing exactly what he was supposed to do when they brought him in here and, and, and to be the man. So I, I would get him in there as much as possible. And, and, uh, cause he gives them the best chance to win right now. He's been that good. Yeah. They got to stop. Uh, I, I mean, he's, he's required to make two or three, 10 bellers way too early in the game for me. I think I, yeah. they got to extend that a little deeper into games, um, before he's asked to it, but yeah, but like you said, he's, he's played some very, very good hockey lately and he's given him a chance to win every night. Uh, you and Bobby, you may know this better than most. Uh, with your time with Ottawa, it seems every time a former Sens goalie starts against his team, uh, it usually is a W. Uh, and Philip Gustafson once again gets the start, gets the win, and said he did say, which I found I don't know, maybe you can confirm this. I remember in Ottawa, it was always nervous coming into the rink, not knowing what team would show up. You'd play against good teams, and then you'd actually, you're nervous. This team is so good, so you can expect the team to win every day. Talking about Minnesota, it's just relaxing coming in here and doing what I'm doing. Um, I, you would have, I don't know how much you play with him. Maybe you didn't play with him, but it just seems he wasn't always consistent in Ottawa. But here he is, obviously facing his former team and wants to get the win. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, 
I, I had him for maybe 10, 12 guys, not a ton. Um, dude, he, he's a weird yeah. guy, like weirdo, <laughs> absolute, absolute nerd. Um, so I just, yeah, he was just always the guy that was around, but you never saw, if that makes sense. He was in the rank, he kind of did his thing and then left. He was a nice kid, but um, but he was a shitty goalie back then. Now he's kind of coming into his own, that's fine. But like, I don't know that you get to make that comment as a goalie that's, you know, as a guy that's not, solidified in the league it just, it just feels yeah. weird to me but you got any weird weird examples weird. bobby you got any weird stories? i don't i love buddy. weird goalie stories no, <laughs> he was, yeah no he, he was fine he just did his thing he went to the rank and he came in and left but he just yeah he was one of the he's a goalie he's just always by himself doing his thing um <laughs> i think we were so spoiled for so long because we had andy who was you know a normal person <laughs> but but goalies are just kind of they're just kind of out there you just let them do their thing i don't know i don't know he's he, he sucked <laughs> I, I hate to say that but he was he was no good and he, obviously he is now and he's he's a starter in the league but at the same time it just i don't know if you get to say that when you're when you're that guy yeah hey how was andy on game day could when andy got to the rink was he one of those guys could you talk to him or was no. he in the zone oh yeah he had no care in the world all he wanted to do was play like i've never met a goalie like this the way that Andy was, there was zero, um, you know, he played soccer, he did his thing. And then he would just, at, at the 40 minute mark, he would, he would switch into a different person, uh, as a goalie. But other than that, you know, most, most goalies are a little out there Andy was not, Andy just kind of went about his business and, um, and did his thing. Yeah. Cause it's weird. Cause I, I it's funny. It's, it's there, these goalies, Wally, they're some of them. You can't even talk to I remember, Ron Tugnut, he was our Bobby. He was with me like first year with the Sens. He would come to the rink, and the minute he got there, he couldn't speak to him. He wouldn't talk to him. Oh, he, really? wouldn't yeah, yeah. he wouldn't yeah. even he wouldn't even acknowledge you. Sometimes we'd like try and get his attention and stuff, but he, and he would just <laughs> he wouldn't even know you were there. And then everything he did was on a timer. It's like he had to tape his stick at this time. He did this. He did that. And then about. I think it was he told me two years left in his career things weren't going well and he's in columbus and he just threw a whole friggin routine out the window and he started talking and he goes man i wish i would have done this the whole time in my career i would have had way more fun he goes this was so much stress <laughs> yep. doing this super yeah. routine it's crazy that's it the, the hardest guys to play with were the guys that had stuff like i mean corey perry is one of the worst you know about methodical and doing things by the checklist and i'm like how do you live like that man like that i mean it's exhausting it's exhausting we yeah. gotta do this 82 times a year. just you know fuck man i and for me it was just i i went in i played soccer had a chew <laughs> got ready for the game that was it <laughs> well, <laughs> i was like i had one you know yeah can't do it i had one i had one thing i don't i don't know how this started but i was convinced if i put my left shin pad on first my knee would never get hurt because I saw all these guys with knee braces and I'm like, okay. And then I think yeah. it lasted for 15 years. And then in my 15th year, I freaking blew my knee out. So far. Oh. Enough with that. <laughs> that was it. I, <laughs> it was good for 15. Bobby, do you remember playing with, with Matt Duchesne who had like, he had to have two bottles of water or whatever on the bench. It had to be at the certain time. Then he had to leave the bench at a certain time. He was nuts, man. Um, he might be the most. I would say Corey Perry and, and Matt Deshane are two of the most that I've that I've had to be around. That you're just like, how do you? I mean, how do you function <laughs> doing all this stuff every day? 
it's like it's, it, you know, it's it's great for games one through ten, but for you know game forty seven on Newark on a Tuesday, you're like, this is, how are you getting up for this again? <laughs> <laughs> I remember talking to uh, Craig Anderson about that. Actually, I was like, on game days, <clears throat> you're you've been around a long time, but like, do you not ever want to talk? Where he's like, no, man. He's like, if you want to go wear my goalie gear right now, you go right ahead. You want to like, you want to wear a mask, you do whatever. You, like, it doesn't bug me. You can do whatever yeah. you need to do. I, I just go play the game. Marty Bordeaux would sit and chat for a half hour, yeah. but Ron Tugnut, like you said, or Pai Lalim, you couldn't talk to on a game day because heaven forbid you ask them, why did you let the goal in last week or something and get in their head? Goalies are messed up. <laughs> they right. are. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're exhausting. Did you, Yorkie, you wouldn't have played or did you play with Damian Rhodes? Yeah. Yeah. D Damien was great. He actually, uh, he was our first goalie in Ottawa, Bobby, when we uh, we actually won the first round of the playoffs with him. He was wearing this leopard skin jock. His uh, his, his, his 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 first wife, um, Laura. Uh, how do I just describe her? She she was in the fashion and everything. She was a Toronto girl, and I and I I think it was like a piece of her underwear or something that he had on his jock. But anyhow, it was a leopard skin. It was a leopard. It was a leopard skin goalie jock, and he wore it for the whole first round of the playoffs. And he did. The, he was one of the first guys to do their hair blonde. And uh, it worked. Oh like God. we were the eighth, we were the eighth seed, yeah. and he, he kept wearing this jock. And we beat New Jersey. We beat Marty Brodeur, which we didn't even have a chance, but somehow we did it. But Rhodesy was convinced it was the leopard skin jock. Then another guy on our team, this guy Tom Chorsky, <laughs> he had this little Buddha doll, and uh, I don't know if you remember that. Well, he, the Buddha was in his stall, yep. and we had the Buddha, and it became a huge story. But uh, anyways, Buddha and the leopard skin jock didn't do us much good in the second round because I think we lost in five to Washington. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> their powers only work for the first round. Um, I want to move. I'm going to move on. Uh, Alex DeBrincat celebrated his 25th birthday on Sunday, although he saw his eight-game point streak come to an end. Here's what I'm going to ask because he's on track. He's second on the team in points. He's averaging basically a point per game, 30 points, 31 games. If he were to get 80 points, any which way of 30 goals, 50 assists, is that enough to silence people uh, and his contract number? Or is his number always just going to be way too high? 80 points is pretty good for a winger. Uh, Bobby? I mean, yeah. I mean, point per game guy, right? I, that's, I don't know what more you could, could ask for with him. I don't know. What is it? 9 21 30 points so he's i mean he's a point per game guy that's that's not a bad ask yeah. at nine million bucks um i think the sites were a little higher and 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 the real you know expectations were a little unrealistic for him this year that at nine million bucks and and then you know the way that the trade happened and the way that they brought him in and and you know immediately thought okay he's with Giroux, he's going to score 50. it just doesn't it doesn't always pan out right. the way that people think it but i think 80 i mean 80 points is is a great season absolutely no, I agree. He's. I. I think he's playing some his best hockey of the, of the season. Like, uh, Captain Obvious, right there, right. But I think this is two things that were really bad for the Senators that were great for Alex DeBrinket was Stitzler and Norris getting hurt because now he makes a living on the power play. He's so friendly. You watch him yeah. on the power play. He's so calm. See his zone entries too, Bobby. The way the way he comes yeah. through the neutral zone with speed. He gets. He gets possession in the zone every single time he has the puck. 
I, for me, I just and I'll say this from the I, from the beginning, the makeup of this team. If you're going to have Dabrinkit on this team and you want him to be the point per game guy, he has to play every power play and he has to get yep. a minute and thirty. Like you watch him, he he thrives out there. Nuts and, and for you, Bobby. Like we talked about this before. It's going to be really hard to go to those expectations when you're splitting a power play with with another group. Like there's there's no right. there's 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 no yep. chance he's going to get forty goals. And why do we think he's getting all these points right now? Because they've got one power play, and and he sees the majority. He's not on the power kill anymore, as you like to call it, Bob. And he's just <laughs> I don't know. Like I was I was a I was a second power play guy, so I got like the thirty seconds. But these guys just like three power play goals in one game. Those guys, I made the comment the other day. It's like they could go with a blindfold. They know exactly where Brady is. They've got Debrinkin on his flank. Claude's doing Claude things out there. Shabby's playing great hockey um, because yes. they're the they're the first unit. And I really think there's something to that, and that's why Debrinkin's scoring now because he gets every good look of every power play, and he deserves it. He's he's a great player. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot code SUPER24. Uh, Debrinket, by the way, has a uh, 11 points, three goals, eight assists on the power play in his last 15 points. So he yeah. does thrive on the yeah. power play. I My point is we were so hard on him to be a $9 million guy and a 40-goal scorer. And I would, I would take him at scoring 80 points any which way because somebody's scoring the goals at some point, right? So if right. it's not him, somebody's putting them in. He is mm-hmm. making – $6.4 million in real salary this year. And I think that's where the number should be closer to that 9 million qualifying offer just messes it up. So I'm starting to think yeah. they can sign him for less. If it's a five-year deal, it's not going to yeah. be a $9 million a year deal, right? It just has to be qualified. So now he gets seven and a half, eight million maybe on a five-year deal and not 9 million per, would I be wrong? No, I think um, yeah. No, I think he's closer to the seven million dollar guy. Um, it, it, you know, it, it's just hard to say. You need to decide if he's going to be your your guy. I mean, if you if 
you have your core, right? You have your core group of guys and you need to see if you just have to decide if he's going to be part of that, honestly. Um, Cause it, I yeah. think if he walks and they lose him, the sends don't change, right? Like they, they still have their group. So you need to find a way to make him, I mean, he's a goal scorer. You need to find a, a way to, to pay him uh, what he's worth. And, but you do have to decide if he's your guy long-term, right? If he's going to be part of that mix. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm. That's a great point, Bobby. Because uh, to me, your your best player, your 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 guy is Brady. Brady's your guy, and yeah. then your future is Tim. Your your future is Tim Stutzla. I I think Drake Batherson is so talented. Uh, I know he's minus twenty, but he to me he's in your he's in your top <laughs> four. And and and, and uh, like, and then you got Josh Norris. So will yeah. will yep. DeBrinket get all these yep. points when all those guys are healthy? Probably not, the, unless yeah. you, you're going to have to do some. So it's uh, it's a great problem to have having too many guys. But when everyone's healthy, it's going to be tough for DJ to, to make everybody. Uh, wh- where does everybody fit on these power plays? And I even mentioned Claude Drew. Right. Claude's here for yeah. Claude's here for two and a half. And why is Claude all of a sudden getting all these points? Well, because he's exactly where Claude Drew needs to be to to make sure. Like the power play always runs through Claude Drew. Except for the first thirty games or twenty games of the season, Claude's on the second unit. So I don't know. I, I think they need to, for me. Yeah, um, I think they need to. Tr- I I would. I depending on where Otto is, I would trade the bracket and trade deadline and get a hell of a lot of. Go- I I would get a ton yeah. of good players for him. Yeah, I agree. I would I would settle for a top four D, but we digress. Um, yeah, this show is always coming in hot. Brought to you by BEI Bonisher Excavating Inc. Go to BonisherExcavating.com. Uh, they help with all your landscape needs, stone, aggregate, uh, also uh, paving. Uh, 613-432-1120. BonisherExcavating.com. BEI, helping to shape the Ottawa Valley. Yorkie, you just brought up DJ Smith, and so it's time to be a little more festive. Uh, and it seems that perhaps with the 8-3-1 and one in the last 12 games, that the critics have been silenced by having him replaced. Are we... And I know you said early on he doesn't need to go. Uh, he just moved into second all-time for most games, coached by an Ottawa senator. Uh, does this silence the critics at least for, I don't know, the rest of the year? No, it's Ottawa. They'll be back. Once this team goes into another little funk, they'll be all over him again. Like They'll start talking about, they'll start talking about structure and he's not a good coach. Uh, the one thing I love about DJ is I can tell the players like him. Uh, I'm not in the room, yeah. but you, you look at the captain, Kachuk, Kachuk's, if your captain is playing this well and he's this happy in the core, they play hard for the coach. Uh, and, and that's to me, is the most important thing. These guys play hard. Yeah, they make mistakes. Yeah, they have some defensive blow-ups, uh, but that's a young team. Uh, young teams are going to do that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, critics are silenced for now, but I tell you, they'll be back. We know they'll be back. Yeah, they're never going too far. Um, I, I think the measure of a team at this point in this juncture for them, that's not going to be a playoff team. We know that, but they're going to be a team that's going to get into meaningful games now. If the players are playing hard and they're not quitting on the coach, that that's that is all that you need to see, right? And they they come out and they're 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 prepared every night. They really are. You know, aside from. Uh, excuse me, aside from a few games this year, they, that they just didn't look ready to play. He's got them ready to play. Um, I think he's got the room. I think that, you know, when Brady, like you said, 
um, Brady comes out and works every night um, and, and is this happy and where they're at. I think he's, you know, his, his job is safe. But I, when somebody comes in and buys this thing, they're going to clean house anyway. It's just the way it goes, right? Everything's going to change. Yeah. 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 Nobody's getting so Wally, uh, nobody's nobody nobody nobody's getting fired as long as this team's until this team is sold. Yeah. Nothing's changed. Nothing's changing. Nothing. It's it's yeah. no nothing's changing. No one's getting signed. It's this team's in a holding pattern right now until until this is settled, whether that's January or February. It'll be settled before yeah. March though, because uh there's some things going on in the background the that that's that's out there that not, hasn't been discussed publicly that it has to be sold by a certain date because there's some estate tax and some stuff that has to be settled. So nothing's going to happen until then. It doesn't matter. Look at this. If you hey, want on the ground. Fired, I got I to get up there. I haven't heard any of this. I got to get up there. Boots on the ground. <laughs> you're you're, you're no, over there. That's a Cheshire cat getting this kind of stuff. <laughs> all, all, all meetings. Cats Monday, Bobby, for trivia night. Uh, it's Churchill's now. Churchill's uh, Wednesday night. Churchill's, you love Churchill's. Yeah. You ever been there? Yeah, right in yeah. Westboro? I, at the old wood walls? No. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. You know spot. what? My first year there. That is a good spot. Good poutine, too. Yeah. <laughs> Great poutine. <laughs> we'll, have to do uh, a, we'll have to do a full show on, on all, this, all the haunting grounds there. I, I, I know yes. a few couple of quiet boys. <laughs> uh, we did. Uh, you, you'd love this. We did, a, we did a neighborhood walkabout the other night. We started off at my one buddy's house. We had drinks, food there. Then we walked over to my other buddy's house, and then we finished at my house for. Uh, so we did like a three. It's called the Westboro Walkabout, and we go house to house to house, <laughs> and you uh, do a little visiting, a little Christmas cheer at every place. It was a good. Night. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Uh, uh, I want to ask something that came out of the Cam and Strick podcast, Bobby, uh, regarding Guy Boucher. Chris Neal said basically he had lost the room. It was the players who managed the room. I don't have the exact quote. I apologize. I don't even have it in the notes. So uh, again, I apologize for it. Um, And I know you like playing for Guy, and and Mark Mathod said he liked playing for Guy and a few guys, but there are, and obviously neither was one. There's a few that aren't happy playing with him. Did he lose the room as you saw it? I could not disagree with that comment more. I I thought, I, I actually don't think, I played for a coach that had a better pulse on the room, um, especially during that run. But there's a little saltiness there on, you know, on Neeler's behalf, by the way, the things ended for him. That's for sure. I understand that. Um, You know, but Neeler came in and changed that series in, in against the Rangers uh, doing what he did. So I just, I, when, when it got down to the, you know, to the last series there against Penguins, there was, there wasn't a role that, you know, that was going to be defined for Neeler in that, in that situation. It just, he wasn't going to play. And I think that him and Guy had a lot of conversations over him not being in the lineup, but I'm, I'm, I'm sure they had a lot of conversations and I'm sure they, they were salty uh, as, as we kind of saw come out. But at the same time, I don't think that I ever played for a coach that had a better pulse on the room than Guy did. So, you know, take that for what it is. Really? Yeah. I thought Guy was great, man. Cause it, I, cause I, it's I interesting. Because I, I just got a sense, but you get it from every, right? Depending on how you're playing and how much time you get and where you are in the lineup, people obviously see the game differently, and right? So yeah. uh, I just felt that there was a lot of, not anger, um, 
animosity <laughs> or, or something towards Geek. Yeah. Like, like there was, there was just a feeling that he wasn't listening or he thought that he knew the game better than anybody in the room. Um, but again, I'm not in the room with your meetings. It's just a vibe that I felt. Um, did you like how was it divided? Not, not at all. No, no. Um, it, it would be, it would be very, very hard to say that room was divided at all. It was a veteran room though. Right. We, I mean, the team yep. ran itself. Yep. It, it's not, you know, Neiler wasn't wrong at that. Um, the team held itself very accountable. We had a good group of guys in that, in that room, but I don't think, I, I just don't understand how you could think that way about Guy, um, that, that he didn't, you know, they didn't have a good pulse. Like guys showed up and played right. And to make the run that we made, like we weren't a very good hockey team, right? We, I mean, we, nope. we had some talent, but, but we were beating teams based on his system and we all completely bought in and it made sense for us. Um, so to say he lost the room is just, yeah, it's incredibly weird to say. I don't, I don't get that at all. Like, and that's one of the things where people, like, I didn't sense that necessarily to be true as well, but it just, there was just a weird, I don't know, feeling that some people talk in your ear and, and they speak loudly, right? In the small, the silent, or I guess the minority yeah. sometimes get to be louder. Um, it, was there ever a sense that, um, you, like, when did you guys think that you were a good hockey team? My point, because you said like I didn't think you guys were gonna make the playoffs that year. Like you were just kind of seventh, yes. eighth, ninth. No one really thought yep. much of the way that you guys were built. And then suddenly you go on a run, and they're like, "Oh my God, we were Stanley Cup champion. We could have been Stanley Cup champions." But in February, March, nobody was like, "Oh, this Ottawa team, look out." So we had played. We, I, I don't even want to know what the number was, but it was a ridiculous amount of one goal excuse me, one goal games all year yes. long, right? That was just yes. games that we were in. Yep. So when you got down to, you have to remember when the guys clinched playoffs, I was out for six weeks um, with a broken hand. Shocking. <laughs> but I was <laughs> I was on the side as well. Um, but there was just a sense, I think all year long, we as a team felt comfortable right out of the gate in one goal games. Just, there's just some, you know, there's no rhyme or reason why you just do um, we were never a team that was going to run up the scoreboard. Um, we were going to flip the switch. You know, we were going to, our special teams were going to have to be good. We were going to flip the script um, in the neutral zone and then hang around until the third period. And that was kind of our, you know, that was our standard operating procedure. But I, I think that we thought we were good uh, and conditioned for the playoffs all year long. That's how it felt like for us. Yeah, I think. At one point, it was 20-some one-goal games, if I'm not mistaken. I do remember you yeah. guys, I think you led the league for sure in one-goal games. Um, finally, uh, tonight, uh, elect Alex Ovechkin's in uh, Detroit with a chance to tie or surpass Cordy Howe for the uh, second-most goals. Do you guys, like, Yorkie, uh, do you remember going up against him at all? I only so Ovi came in when I was going out, um, so I didn't have a yeah. lot of experience, and I was on the third uh, pair of Boston, so they weren't letting me out against Ovechkin. <laughs> I didn't want to go out against Ovechkin anyhow. <laughs> it's like it's the old coach grabbing you by the shoulder when you're trying to get out there. You know, you get back, you're, you're not going out there. Um, you know, and, <laughs> anybody that's anybody that says they saw this coming is lying. If you're looking at one. Right. See a couple of, couple of records. Gretzky's ninety two goals. 
I think I don't think that one, but who knows? Nobody ever thought this would even come close. And look at what Ovi's done. I really think I I hated how he played early on in his career. He cheated so much, yeah. and yep. and he just he cheated the game. And I hated how he played. And now I watch him. He just not that he's ever going to be a great defensive player, but he started blocking shots a little bit. He really makes defense pay with his hits. He just he plays way harder than he used to play early on in the game. And um, what can you say about the guy? I, he's been great for the game. Um, remember, Don Cherry used to roast uh, Ovi all the time too, and and even everybody used to be on him. They they just thought never going to win with him. This guy is just a yeah. one way player. And and uh, one thing I got to say though, uh, Nicholas Backstrom. What an underrated player he was that Ovi got to play most yep. of his career with. And and that, that yeah. duo together, uh, man, she's uh, having a guy like that. And, and hey, listen, Ovi, is, Ovi would always score goals, but it, it helps an awful lot when you got a pass-first guy like that with you. But now, what a yeah. what a career. And uh, and I think, he'll break, I think he'll break Gretzky's record eventually. His body, he's just so big, so strong. You can't hurt him. He's not going to get hurt. And uh, no, it's 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 been incredible to watch, eh, Bob. It has, yeah, yeah. I've been I've had a front row seat for a few of his goals. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think we, we lost like seven to one down there one time. It was right after the trade deadline, um, and I remember Bora was like, "Dude, we gotta, we just gotta like talk to the group." And like Brady was in the room, a couple young guys, and I was like, "Guys, I'm just telling you now. I've been in this league for you know 14 years." This is a shit show. You're never going to see this again, okay? Like, the coach is gone. Guy had just gotten fired. Crow is running things. It was just like, it was a circus every day. You had no clue. And we were like, guys, just, you know, batten down the hatches. We got to just get through these last 20 games. And then, you know, the organization is going to change some things. And then we lost 7-1 to and Ovi had a couple. <laughs> I, I think he absolutely walked Eric Carlson, if I remember correctly. It was like, and it was goal four or 500. It was brutal. It's brutal, but we've had a front row seat for a long time, and it's uh, just impre- it's impressive to be able to score that many goals from the same spot. They they cover you, and they you know you still do it. It's incredible. It, and and that's just trying to find this game. Too. You ever see? If you, you, like, you have one of I I had one of his sick Bobby. He has that huge. He has that huge banana curve. He uses the short so stick. Ugly. when you watch it. When you watch him stick handle too, you're like, man, it looks like he's always going to lose the puck, but he always keeps it. And he's, uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's it's like you know he's there, you know he's going to shoot it. Somehow it always goes in. Um, no, it's Crazy. been, uh, it's 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 almost unexplainable. It's unexplainable. Agreed. Uh, all right, what do you? Uh, I was just trying to find that game just to see how it went, but I can't keep keep come up. I can't quite come up with it at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there are a couple. I'm just trying to. Is it 2017, 2018? Oh, I'm trying to remember. Because uh, there's a 2016 we, game that's seven to one, but that's not right. Yeah, that. Uh, I, I feel like that was. There's a, a seven to two. Uh, got, seven to two on 2019. <laughs> Down there, that was not a good building for the Sens. Now that I think about it. <laughs> no. No, the Washington had won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine straight games against you guys in Washington. 
Yeah. At one point. That's yeah. uh yeah. That Washington, that Washington rink. I always felt like someone was going to bump me on the way to that rink. It's just in the, it's in the worst. It, well, it's in the worst part of town, yeah. and you're walking yeah. there, and you're always like, okay, who's going to jump out of the bushes here and steal my wallet or something like that? It's just so true. So not, true. Not a, not a nice place. I re- so, <laughs> the year they won the cup uh, was in Washington, and so obviously it's a just a mess of people outside. And I remember leaving. I was completely alone. I just and I walked through this just a dumpster fire of just trash everywhere. Walking back to the hotel and it was eerily silent. And I'm like, this just seems a little weird to me. I'm just going to keep walking quickly. Detroit was the scariest <laughs> walk I've ever had, though. And in New so, Jersey, you yeah. didn't walk around one corner of the building. No, no, that's very true. So Bobby, in when, New Jersey, uh, they when... told me, don't walk on that side. Did they tell you when you played in Detroit? When I played there. They said if after a game when you're driving downtown, don't stop at the stoplights. Keep just driving. Keep going, yeah. if, just keep going. Because yeah. if if you if you stop, they were like they were doing carjacks. This was a long time ago, but downtown. Yep. Anyone that's watching has been downtown Detroit. Yeah, you keep going. You don't stop at those stoplights because uh, not recommended. That's mm-hmm. yeah. No, you you just gotta keep you just gotta keep moving right through the right through the entire downtown. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, we were at a restaurant. So yeah. uh, this is before they built the new arena. But we were at the G- so we were staying at the GM. I think we were at GM Motors, that Marriott hotel. And yeah. we were at a restaurant where I could see the hotel. And Ian Mendez is with us, my cameraman, whatever. And they're like, "When you're done, let us know. We'll call you a cab." I'm like, "Okay, sure." And they said it like three times, and it didn't clue into me. I'm like, "No, no, we'll just walk back." Well, by the time we walked back, people had come out of nowhere and is like, they're demanding money from us. And I remember being on the yeah. phone with my wife going, I'm now crossing this street. I'm crossing. If I go missing, this is the last place I was. I was terrified. <laughs> we had to empty our wallets, basically, is what happened. Yeah. So That's next time, great. take the cab. Yeah. yeah. Lovely yeah, city, though. Not good. Anyway. Yeah, great like, the new rink play. is great. Yeah. But, but the new rink is like... It's, it's I've never seen anything like this. I've never seen anything like this. The, the the rink, the the setup that they have for the Red Wings players, it was just ridiculous. I could not when I walked in coming from Ottawa to walking in for an original six franchise, I could not believe what I was seeing. And this was a COVID year where they were cutting all the corners. It was that incredible. Just re- absolutely stunning rink. Yeah, and you get it, you get uh, they've done an amazing job. You get treated like gold when you play in Detroit too. Like their culture, and I know they've gone through some tough times, but they they've got all their yeah. alumni around. They've got alumni working for the team. They've got. Uh, yeah. It's just a very cool place to play. Very cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, do you guys think uh, Alex Ovechkin will tie Gordy Howe's record tonight in Detroit, Bobby? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm I'm saying he gets it done. Too iconic to yeah, too iconic not to get it done on a night like tonight. So I think he gets one tonight. Yeah, I, I, for sure. After what I saw out of Detroit too, with uh, with Ottawa's power play getting three, Detroit's penalty kill was terrible. I think he terrible. breaks it. I'm gonna go. I, I'm taking the over, guys. I think he gets two, and uh, okay. and right there where right there where Gordy Howe was with Detroit for so many years, fitting place to do it. I think he gets two. Lock it in. I like it. I like it. The lock of the week. Your lock of the week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your for two. It, all right. Well, we'll 
We'll see. We are back to Tuesday, uh, 3 p.m. live with Frank Cervelli from Daily Faceoff. We'll uh, get in more depth perhaps with the sale of the team, with anything maybe with uh, potential moves uh, and signings with perhaps uh, Alex Dabrinka. We'll find out tomorrow. Uh, See you guys later. Appreciate your time. Don't forget sweaters again on Tuesday. Yeah. Sounds good. (laughs) All right, (laughs) Jeff. Have a good one. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs>